Oh, yes. It is Thursday, April 21st. It's the Fink Show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my live listeners. Welcome to my recorded replay listeners. Welcome to all of my listeners. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, that's good. Felt, felt good. Felt good. Got that out of my system. Uh, look, I wanted to, uh, you know, apologize right off the bat here for, um, you know, just getting too completely uh, too too high yesterday and forgetting to do a show. Sorry about that, everybody. I guess I'll try and get next year's 420. Oh well. Uh, today, though, uh, we've got. Uh, Mr. Andy Fink entering the studio. Good morning, Andy Fink. Let's see what he's got to say. Tell me what you think, Andy Fink. A warrior has entered the arena. <laughs> Round one. Fight! Fight! Oh, yeah. Fatality. Uh, oh, I got fatality. <laughs> oh. Whoopsie. That's never fun. Did you, uh, did you ever do, uh, did you ever do Mortal Kombat to the point where it did the whoopsies? No, I never did. Oh man, that oh. was that was past sort of the uh, the first maybe one or two versions of Mortal Kombat when you would do like a huge uppercut or you do like a kick that would send <laughs> the other player flying across across the board, right? Because it was sort of a you know two fighters facing each other on a linear thing, right? Um, whenever you launch that other player and just like completely knocked them all the way back, there'd be a little face that would pop into the lower left or right hand corner, depending on which direction it was going. And it was one of the developers' faces all digitized, and he'd go, Whoopsie! Uh, that's awesome. Oh man, it was so so satisfying when you got a whoopsie. Yeah, I got a whoopsie. Hey, I got oh, a yeah. whoopsie on you. Look out, oh, yeah. my boy. Hey, yeah. Yo. Uh, I remember doing that quite a bit, um, but I was terrible at that game. Uh, I, that, how was your, what was your experience with Mortal Kombat? I mean, know, everybody that plays video games has a different experience. I was one of those guys who was like, I'm going to push as many buttons as possible and see if this works. Like that was kind of my thing with a lot of the fighting video games. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it, like... I kind of got that there were funky little like patterns that happened where you're like, oh shit, this like got me something. Mm -hmm. But that was about as far as I got with all of that before. I was just like very confused and hoping that I could push the right button a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times. So that was the best I could do with a lot of those video games. Well, see, for me, because I think because I was raised with piano first and I just like played the shit out of video games. Right. Um, and it was actually part of the way that I integrated into sort of my friendships from like high school into college and from college into my first um, like apartment. Okay. Yeah. It was all like, okay, we're all going to sit down and play some video games because everyone else did too. And so that's how you kind of, um, just learn to relate. It's like it's if like they all sat around and played board games or whatever. Um, but uh, so when I was in, when I went to Rochester, the game, the game was Mortal Kombat. That was nice. it. Um, and I just got smoked over and over and over again. So I sort of learned the value of learning combos from that. Okay. Yeah. And then once I got to um, moving out and being in my own place, um, <clears throat> we had moved from the uh, Super Nintendo to, I think it was the PlayStation 1. Wow. Oh, yeah. Way back yep. when. Yeah. And I um, I remember uh, even having that when we were, I was living at mom's house oh, yeah. uh, and moving out to my first place. Um, but uh, I remember moving on to Tekken, which is more of the 3D fighting space. And as soon as I hit that, I was a maniac. You're like, this is on. Let's do this. And for some reason, it just connected at exactly the right time when I moved in with um, Scott Sturgis into our very first like apartment apartment. Nice. Um, and everyone in the building, uh, they all played. 
it was all a bunch of like dude bros and like yeah you know the landlord was also our weed dealer forget no, it. yeah, yeah whatever you know, it's fine. Yeah. um so <clears throat> so very productive time yeah it was yeah yeah it was very it was incubatingly <laughs> yes um <laughs> yes jesse dude bros we will define that later we'll um go into the glossary <laughs> of the discussion <laughs> we'll just put a little asterisk there if you'd like um so basically like <laughs> arguments got settled with Tekken. Right. Like then and, and like disputes about they're like, all right, let's switch it on. And so we would play and it was um this one kind of uh round, it was it's actually a round that you'd play within Tekken three that's not available anymore, where you would pick like three or four fighters each nice. player, and then you would have to as your person got killed off the next one had to like fall in so like, if you had like all right I, oh i've this guy's got three fighters left i've only got one or two so i really got to fight hard and then sometimes you would make a comeback or not but the crazy thing about that game specifically is that each character had a unique fighting style right so and with that you, you kind of did like if you had three of them you kind of <laughs> do like a it, it, it was like a, a batting lineup where you're like okay i know this one's gonna come in strong as the closer and so 100 yeah oh yeah so i i you know i had my one character that i knew was my solid nice. uh, which was actually a hilariously enough a tiny little asian schoolgirl. <laughs> I, I of course. seem to remember that with the flip flips and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she did a um, what was it a version of Aikido actually? Nice. Um, and then uh, I had some others that did Taekwondo that I kind of put up towards towards the front. And then there was another one, um, Paul, who was sort of a uh, Jackie Chan style cop that did like a like various drunk monkey styles and stuff. But yep. the crazy the crazy thing about that was is that the two people fighting against each other, the fight dynamics would change depending right. on where you were within the fight already. And well, like all of a sudden you like have to finish somebody off and go, Oh shit, I just killed that guy. But then this really strong person that's tougher against me is better coming in. And I really mm -hmm. need to race. It brought a lot of strategy into it. What would be cool is if you couldn't see what the other person was picking. So you're like, okay, I don't know what this oh. person's lineup is. So it's sort of like this, get, you're going in blind kind of thing. That would be, nice. be kind of fun. I bet you there's something on like the new, because the newest one now on like the PlayStation 5 was like freaking Tekken 7 or whatever. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of online version that does something similar to that at this point. It kind of got away from me and I, I can pick it up every once in a while and hit a couple characters now. Right. But back in the day, you had to memorize like multiple fighting styles, styles, styles and combos and everything oh like my that. Gosh. Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah, it was it got it got heated. Oh yeah, I, I can imagine, and that's good. Um, do, can you like? I mean, just looking at the advancement in graphics, like in our mm -hmm. lifetime, is just mm -hmm. crazy. Oh like, yeah think about i mean going from just a regular nintendo system um all the way up to playstation 5 and it, like mm -hmm. you're practically playing a movie nowadays i think that's just oh yeah crazy like, yeah just, absolutely like, well i remember even i remember even back before this is kind of before you were even like mom and dad had um one of those odyssey systems oh, which wow. was just pong and it had the little like breakout um dial controllers with the like the curly q telephone cord cords wow place and stuff um, and it was like yeah it was like harvest gold like plastic on the top and stuff and yeah <laughs> it's it was, like it's uh, all mostly because it, and stuff well, like that. yeah exactly <laughs> you know it wanted to be a luxury item Ew. with your large television yeah um and so <laughs> <laughs> early on that's the thing like i was I, I was particularly raised on video games like we had the uh, the ti computer after that which was the texas you know you always think of texas, texas instruments yeah. being um for calculators and stuff it early on was one of the early personal computers that had a nintendo style cartridge slot on the side wow and so you could do word processing because you'd clack in this big word processing cartridge 
and you'd you know be able to see and edit and stuff and connect to a printer and whatnot. You're like, this is the worst game ever. I just I know, right? type stuff. This sucks. <laughs> How exactly. do I win? <laughs> exactly. There's no high school. What the high score is? The word count? Ew. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they. Uh, but then like you know when it was time for me to have fun, they'd click in like these like off-brand video games like hunt the wumpus <laughs> oh wow hunt the wumpus was one of my favorite ones and then um parsec which was kind of one of those scrolly like spaceship like don't hit yep. the floor of the ceiling ones and people flying at you kind of deals oh very um cool. yeah and then you know of course moved into many other craziness in the video games but yeah now it's it's gone to the point where you know you're getting these you know, 120 hertz 4K games, and it is. It's like a playable movie. Um, and you're seeing sort of the level of graphics that you see in like Mandalorian and stuff like that, just in your own little cutscenes, your Jeez. own and, and sometimes it's a character that you have, you know, custom made that face for, which is and they, crazy. They they and then all of a sudden it's like goes into this movie and you're like, oh man, it's just crazy to see like sunlight reflected through you know leaves and it's like you know dappling on their face and it shows like pores that's crazy yeah Yeah. it's well and the thing is honestly though um as cool as that is i'm more excited about vr i think vr has a lot more capability for getting people on board that are um sort of stuck at that um, barrier of entry being those thumbstick controllers. Yep. And people who are self included, right? You, you hand never... eye coordination. It's like, yeah. that's one of the big things. So it's, yeah, to, to be able to have something a little more uh, kinesthetic as well. Sure. Uh, is super nice. Well, so... I was, I was re, I was watching a demo of the latest uh, hand tracking because, um, you know, the previous versions of hand tracking from VR has only been that you can have um, one operating hand interacting with the VR space and the other one you can kind of see where it is like a little ghostly hand, but it's very difficult to pick up an object in VR and then pass it to your other hand. Uh, That's either. been sort of the the golden thing because you want to be able to take like a puzzle or like pick up like a Rubik's Cube style puzzle and then take it and put it in your other hand and pass then pick the up a... One. Right, and then pick up the piece and put it in there, and have, like watch it like unlock and stuff. Because like, you want to be able to spank it in the virtual world too. That I mean, is one hundred percent the goal. If you have yeah. not seen, uh, if you have not <laughs> seen, they have VR connected like jerk off machines. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and there's there's video out there that already has it all set up for you and everything. Ooh, um, baby, he's a jerk off machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's 100% <laughs> stuff like that out there. Um, it's it, I mean, that's the funny thing is that it's, uh, you know, that that's what leads the technology. That's what led credit card purchases. That's what, you know, is dirty shit, basically. Yeah. 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 People uh, after the people after the naughtiness. Oh, people yeah. After all of the naughtiness is that's the way it works. Um, I haven't listened to Sex You yet. I, I haven't have either. 15 minutes left over. So, same, same. Uh, yeah, I'm right no, about no there. Spoilers. Yeah. No, no. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But this is a perfect time to nice. remind people to call into the show if you could. Um, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm pleading Tell you. Call into the show. Call Big Fink. 774 Big Fink. 774 Big Fink. And in addition now, I have presented uh, I've presented a new service to my uh, Fink Show listeners. Oh, the music thingy. The music thingy. And I have found out, I've done some research, and I posted a little article on the Patreon so I can cover my legal butt. Because uh, I learned about um, fair use, and I know it's like thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think my application of this qualifies in that is I am altering the music and then we are listening to a slice of an alteration of music and then we are commenting on it as like either satire or parody or a rating system, which makes that okay, I think. Um, And again, like, 
we'll play just we're going to play like a little clip we're not going to play like you know a half hour stream by the way though if you want to see that it's on my uh youtube channel <laughs> lots of them some of them are very very rickety <laughs> transitions and stuff so but the nice thing is what i'm throwing up there on the uh, patreon is i will take two songs from that list there's like a 200 plus songs damn so two to four songs ask me you know and call in and say hey i want to hear this and this and mixed up with this and this and then i will you know kind of shake them around put them in the little rock tumbler <laughs> see what shakes out find a nice little slice of it and then we will um we will have your call sort of walking up to the post Ooh. of the little mixer rooney so like john's throwing up on patreon yes yes john's throwing up on patreon throwing up his plant bits the vegan giant there will is be regurgitating. people that pay good money for that i'm regurgitating uh. a mashup for you let me oh. mash up something and regurgitate it for you please 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 you know what though i do want to say something and we um we talked about tv tropes and stuff oh yeah I am, yeah, yeah. I am, i'm really really sick of uh tv shows sort of demonstrating that they are edgy by having their characters throw up ah yep i get that. done done with that done with it done with it done with it i don't want to have that anymore uh i most people are trying to eat when that's happening and i know i've ranted about this before there are other ways to show that you are edgy please <laughs> i mean or do it off camera like we don't need to see that that you can imply yeah right i, I get i get that for sure um mm. i had uh so a buddy of mine is uh chris reed who's the guy from sons of anarchy he was yeah phil the big curly haired guy shout out shout to out filthy phil um and uh he was telling me about all the different uh takes that he had to do because he threw up on screen all the oh, different god. takes that he had to do oh god it was like different types of oh god stuff no man like, no no that makes me sad okay without um, describing it too much what was his general like takeaway experience after a day of that is, yeah I, is the jody's already like no but like what's it was it was he just like dear god please don't make me ever do that again or is it like eh, it's not as bad as like, you think eh, it's a paycheck that's kind really? of the vibe i got from him where it's just like yeah it's like okay we did that and there that is so it's really just sort of like okay whatever like all right okay um I mean, I could think of worse things to do if you're acting. So it's true. Like, okay. Right. I mean, on that end, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly better to be the barfer than the bar fee. Yep. Bar fee. Bar fee. You got to pay uh, the bar fee. Yes. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, shit. Uh, so um, let's see. One of the, oh. One of the things they talked about today uh, on the show, on, on the Ralph Report, uh, by the way, if you're not listening to the Ralph Report, what are you doing? Uh, get your life together. Get your life, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Put it in a shit backpack and take uh, it down to, thank you, Rick and Morty. Sh shit town. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Oh, that's such a great quote. I, I want that in, I want that in like needlepoint on my little wall here. Just get your shit together. Put it in a shit backpack. Take it down to the thrift store. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm shredding that quote, but it's great. Oh. Um, but they were talking about Eusapia Paladino, which is a great name, by the way. Hey, Eusebia hey, Eusebia Paladino, how you yep. do? Hey. Uh, so, um, I it was really interesting because I actually had an article about uh, Eusapia Paladino up a while back, and I was going to talk about her. Because she's very, very interesting. Uh, she, she, like, a, like Ralph was saying, a lot of people knew that she was fake and they still kept going. And then oh, she was yes. disproven that she was fake and people didn't care. Um, but the interesting fact that he didn't mention huh. that was, that really I had the article for is that one of, one of the couples that investigated him. Mm hmm was pierre and marie curie cool oh wow yeah they were they after because they had so much fame 
they wanted to kind of use that to, uh, you know, dispel this sort of charlatanism that she had gone. Um, but the problem was uh, there were other people that were like into it that also had reputation. Apparently Arthur Conan Doyle was into this. Um, oh, wow. And, and yeah. that's, that makes sense because he like, didn't they, didn't in some of the Conan Doyle stuff, they had seances and stuff. Sure. Along those lines too. So yeah. Was... I think he was maybe, and, and maybe if he wasn't necessarily into it, um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it, he may have been just sort of mining that for material. I don't know. Right. Um, but that, and it's crazy. Some of the descriptions that they talk about her seances, um, it, it's almost like people didn't care. It was fake because it was just so entertaining. Hmm. You know, I, she, she'd do like a bunch of different crazy accents. It was almost like she'd be doing like a weird, like dinner theater strip tease thing with like, you know, ghostly uh, practical effects all around that made it look like stuff was like flying off the walls or floating or whatever. Sweet, sweet ghost striptease. That's all we need. Right? You know, ghosts and boobies solve hey, so much in the world. I ghosts was just, and cleavage. I was listening to one of the past um, uh, uh, Ralph reports where they were talking about Boober Eats as well, too. <laughs> like, that made me really happy. That made me very happy. And that was out of Portland, too. So that was kind of fun. Like, that's Oh, that's right. Is that still going up there? Uh, you know, I haven't seen it. I uh, consider oh, as, I'm a, as a married, married man. Person. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, didn't look out for that. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's no, no. Fair. Though I will say, so here's a great story. Fink, so, Fink show assignment. Andy Fink has to do research. Da, 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 <laughs> yeah, da, 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 news research. Yes, yes. Um, Doctor so, Fink, will you approve this uh, research paper, please? Yes. <laughs> Oh God! Um, so here, here's a funny story. So um, there are a lot of so coffee is big in Portland, as many people have heard. What? So I'm I'm shocked. Um, what? So uh, there's a lot of just little uh, shacks. You drive along the road, and there are all kinds of little coffee shacks. And one day I was just dying. I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna pull over. And it just said, "Girls next door." on the side oh, like oh girls next no. door da, 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 da. and oh, no. and i rolled up and oh little did i know this was a bikini barista oh, and this girl was not i was like i even if i was looking for that i'd be a little bit sad mm. um, it was definitely like that girl had been road hard and put away wet if you will oh um, my so uh <laughs> so, oh my. hang on hang on hang on hang on Wait, real quick here we gotta have a thing go on hi <laughs> <laughs> So, so you pulled up and it, okay. So girls next door, I mean, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of, I mean, the, the title lends to the store. And then, but, but a week later, they had all kinds of like icons on there that you could definitely tell. Oh, this was a strip bar thing. Damn it. So it was. I'm not a fan of strip bars at all. And I have another story sometime I'll bust out when I went to England when I was 17 years old and uh, stumbled into a strip bar and got conned out of a shit ton of money. So um, um, I feel like now is the right time to tell that story. That's a perfect story. So, um, okay. So uh, what this was my uh, junior, between uh, sophomore and junior year of high school, I went to England for a month. Um, and studied theater and studied the bottom of a bottle and um, <laughs> so <laughs> there was one day that because uh, the legal drinking age is 18 and they don't really ID that much for you they yeah. don't really ID yeah it's well. not that big of a deal yeah. real quick real quick listeners uh, let me know if that music's too loud go on go on it seems fine to me I um, know but the listener you listen yeah that's fair on there um so uh i uh so we snuck out to london one day it was all very like monitored because we all still are most of us are minors mm. so we snuck out to london um bouncing around uh of course the idiots i was with they were trying to like score weed and stuff like that of course in england what super illegal yeah, and really dumb. Real dumb yeah especially um, especially at that time yeah uh yeah this was like 1998 or 99 or something like that because i graduated mm. in 01 mm. um so we went to a strip bar 
and uh, walk in there and they say, uh, okay, so uh, you have to buy the girl a drink and they hand you the menu and it's 140 pounds. Oh my. I'm For like, one drink? Uh, yep. Oh, Ooh. so we got got. It was basically just a big con. And so it was like a five minute dance. Um, <laughs> super awkward girl was not that hot. And and I was like, you and know not what? into it either, probably. Oh, God, no. Just like yeah, just staring bored. off into the world and bored. Yeah. Um, had, and it's I've like, a, yeah. It's like a when it's like a Wednesday, so it was just like it was like Wednesday at like noon. So it was just like what the hell. So uh, we promptly walked out of there and said, "What the hell was that?" And ever since, I've just been like, you know, this isn't for me. I have a lot of bad habits in my life, but that is not one that has ever been a problem. So. Um, fast forward to going to this coffee bar and just being like, oh, this is this is kind of sad. This is kind of like like the one donkey at the petting zoo kind of thing. It's just like, <laughs> Jesus, did you just call her a donkey? <laughs> it, it was just like that poor, sad little. I mean, so yeah, just like, yeah. oh gosh. So I and and then. And then so the, I took her home. Oh, wait, the, yeah, exactly. So this girl at the coffee stand, uh, she's like, so do you want any, any sort of extra filling or any flavors with that? And I'm like, no, uh, I'm good. I like not to drink enough my flavors as it is. Hey, yeah. I So um, I'm like, no, I like to drink my coffee black. Thank you. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, uh-oh, that's a bad sign. Ew. So I pull away and I drink the coffee and it is the worst coffee <laughs> you've ever had. And it was in the middle of Portland. It was just like, come on, There's guys. no excuse for bad coffee Even Even bad coffee is going to yeah. be pretty damn good in Portland. And that stuff was just Oof. left a oh, lot to Lord. be desired. Yeah, I I too um I think the last time I was at a strip club was in Bangkok, Thailand. Hey, nice. Um and uh it definitely cured me of any kind of need to go to a strip club anymore. Um I think uh yeah, it's it's definitely I mean, I mean I saw some things. <laughs> I saw some things. Don't get Did me wrong. Did you see some extra plumbing or anything like that? Well, we got time. Oh, yeah. oh so we were in the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me check. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> so this was the tail end of uh, my studies of uh, Thai massage up in the mountains of Thailand. You're Chiang like, I'm going to get spiritual. And, yes, uh, yes. And, and right before we leave for the United States, <laughs> we're going to reacclimate ourselves back into uh, Western culture by staying for like two nights in Bangkok. Two nights in Bangkok, by the way. Ho, ho. Hey. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> you know, because, well, also we had to, uh, because we took you know we flew into bangkok and then took the train up to chiang mai and then back down uh so it actually just worked with the schedule we had to sort of stay there you got but a layover the, uh, the relationship i was in at the time um was really wanted to go to this strip club a lot more than i did anyway and i was like all right well you know i'm down for whatever <laughs> didn't realize what whatever fucking meant in Bangkok. Oh lord, it's like I'm gonna lose some innocence. <laughs> yeah. Um. I saw. Okay. So I saw the <laughs> ping pong ball thing. Okay. The ping pong ball thing. Um. It's it, it, twenty feet. Damn. Twenty feet. That. Well, holy shit, dude. Yeah. How much uh, pressure does it have to be? I to be able was to... terrified to watch my friend, my brother <laughs> and friend. Um, beyond that, there was a, um, soon after that, brought out a mm -hmm. piece of, I don't know, one inch, one and a half inch thick particle board um, that was, I'd say, like about the size of a large pizza box. Okay target spray painted on it okay oh. the lovely woman on stage was then given 
a blowgun and some darts that looked like terrifying tenpenny nails with a little, you know, tether behind it to make it propel through the little tube, which she went about 10 to 20 feet away from and was shooting the darts into the wood enough wow. so that, went, that it went thwack. Holy shit. Yes. Oh my gosh. How do you train for th- something like that? I don't know, Andy. I don't know. I was just there trying to not freak out. If someone misses with something like that too. Yeah. Like it was it was no joke, man. Like the guy who like had his like fingers to the very edges of the wood, like don't hit my fucking fingers, uh, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, like if someone in the audience was like, Well, I got hit with a pussy dart, I'm going home. Yep. Yep. Oh. That's my souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> Forget bringing home any cool silver or anything. I've got some. Uh, got a pussy. <laughs> got some dart. stainless steel in my arm. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh. the last one was thoroughly disturbing, and I don't, I don't know how to describe this without grossing people out. But I'm I just, I'm gonna have to right tell now. you. I'm just gonna have to tell you what I. Tell you what I saw. Okay. So, dancer gets up on stage, dancing, shaking things, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. They hand her a Coke bottle full of water no. or clear liquid of some sort. I hope it was water. I don't know. I was far enough away. I mean, this was a very big, big strip club. I was able to stay, you know, 40-ish feet away in a little tiny booth where they kept bringing us beers that they were already open, which freaked me out, which Uh, apparently some of the people I was with got sick off of later, so... Oh, out of the splash zone, of course. Oh, yeah, it's like a Gallagher show, y'all. So, (sighs) she puts the bottle up to her self mm-hmm. and um, her cheek her cheek he puts it yeah up yeah exactly sure right. yes sure 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 and then um leans back does mm-hmm. some kind of move with her leg and all of the liquid disappears from the bottle oh. in the bottle has been inverted the opening is pointing down legs up in the air liquid disappears and comes people's, out her ears. Oh no, people, that's no, right. <laughs> like <"Bleh!"> <laughs> <laughs> No, no. This is the scary thing, and I don't understand what happened. Uh, she's like, has her legs up in the air. People are like, Yeah, that's amazing. She's like, No, no. There's more to the trick. But wait. But wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> Um, i know god damn it this music is a fucking gold mine um she puts her legs down bottle still we'll say attached Uh uh-huh starts to lean a little bit forward can't quite see what's going on no can't quite see what's going on no way to do a little switcheroonie or anything, by the way. It's just, like, stage. Nothing naked. up her sleeve. Yeah, right? Well, I mean... I mean, there was something up her wizard <laughs> hey. sleeve, but hey. Go about it, everybody. So, pulls said bottle out from where it was. It's full of Coca-Cola. Get out of here. I swear to you, if it's not Coca-Cola, it looked exactly like it. Whoa. My mind was blown. That's not even... Whoa. I didn't need to get anything else blown because my mind was Was... blown. Yeah. I didn't know what... I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't ask because I was terrified. Yep. Jesse wants to enter the studio. I'm sure Jesse's got questions. I, I, I don't blame her. We're opening it up, by the way. Let's do a little all skate. 
anybody else that wants to call in and you know however this works Please, Please tell me there's someone listening step named Colin on as well. I yeah, exactly. Colin, Colin. I know. Colin, 774-BIG-FINK. We'll call you another. <laughs> Jesse, what say you to this wacky story of mine? <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I have a little strip club story of my own. Okay, well, let's first, before you start telling your own stories, let's talk about what we're already talking about here. What do you think about this? What do you, are you, do you think you could practice Coca-Cola magic? Coca-Cola magic. At my age, there's no way in hell I could ever pull that off. I don't no? even think it's an age I, thing. I'm not that bendy and I'm not that magical, sorry. Oh. Oh, Jesse, you're I mean, magical in so many other ways that are much more important to the real world. I mean, I I my body outside can't of a strip club in Bangkok. <laughs> my body can produce brown colored liquid, but I don't think it's the kind of liquid anybody wants to get involved. No. Well, you never know. You might have an OnlyFans right there, Bruin. Hey. Hey, Stephanie Maddo, you know, she had some farts in jars going for a bit. Oh. Who's to say? Who's to say? How are you, Jody? How's your day? I am. I I am well. Mine is going great so far. I just wanted to get on this line to give a little shout out to Andy because John, I've told you how much fun I'm having and enjoying your show, but I've never told Andy what a pleasure it is having him to listen to as well. I appreciate you saying that. And, and so many talents that warms the cockles of my heart Aww, yes yeah very talents good. like very farting good. with my hands those are the things i put on a resume yes <laughs> you know yeah, let's just i can just see andy's head getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's oh, like no. these headphones are getting a little tighter right yeah hey, easy there hey yeah. hey oh <laughs> are you sure Thank that you, was Jody. the head i was referring to yeah. You know, we are definitely sure that you're referring to the other head, Jesse. We know you. It's the Fink Show. Hey, that's right. You know what you're here for. You get a big hey, head. This is what happens when you're a widow and you haven't gotten any special loving in many years. You just get preferred. Yeah. You, and you the song ends perfectly. And horny <laughs> as hell. That's fair. That makes sense. That, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, that that makes actually, yeah. I, I, you know, I get that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I get that. Going back to strip clubs and yes. my husband. Bring it on. Okay. The first time that my my husband ever told me that he loved me was when he was a little drunk and we were both at a strip club. Nice. Really. Yes. Now, whose idea was it to go to the strip club in the first place? I, gosh, <laughs> is that a mutual thing? Like you're yeah, like, yeah, is that like, hey, why don't we go what? to a strip club? Or was it like, I really want to take you to this place? Or was it like, <laughs> you're like, I, I really want you to go? I don't know. What was it? Close your eyes. I have someplace special. I'm gonna bring you. No problem. Right. No, blindfold. actually, <laughs> no. In in all honesty, it was probably based off of me being bisexual. So I think it was, you know, the straight guy's, like, idea of watching his girl with another girl, you know, that kind of a thing. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. Okay. There sorry. Go. go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yes. I all right. Have the bring music. Jesse's, Jesse's bringing all the suitcases to unpack mm -hmm. this morning. <laughs> um, Andy, uh, while while we're talking, uh, I'm going to send you an image that you can describe. Speaking of being uh, weirdly horny here, uh, maybe you can okay. describe this image that arrives to you by text. Are you able to do that without jumping uh, out of the? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> what is that, Andy? What I did I just send you? Fucking love that. <laughs> Are you sure it's not a, a special behind-the-scene photo of me? It's no, not, you know, because I don't have that, Jesse. It's like okay, Are you so sure? you know, you, you, <laughs> please you don't send me that shit, Jesse. The most uh, amazing musical instrument you could ever have, which is that little thing on the back of the door, going twing, 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 that makes sure the yes. door doesn't hit. You mean yeah. it's then, not a sack foot? And then no, wait, wait for it because it's attached to a butt plug. 
There you go. A nice, lovely, alu a nice stainless steel butt plug. So with a little door, a little door donger hanging out of it, so you can go. I, you know, that is some genius shit right there. Yes. Shout out to my buddy Thomas for sending me weird shit every once in a while. Just like, what's happening with you? Yeah, I like it. No, there, seriously, I shit you not. There is not with a butt plug. No, there is called the sack butt. Oh yeah, that. We've talked about the sack butt. Isn't it a, uh, it's kind of it's, a- It's a medieval renaissance um, ancestor of the trombone. Oh. So it's, it's, it's not anything that out of whack. It's just really fun to say sack butt. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Because you can't say it with a straight face. It's very true. Well, oh, you always make, have to make butt. sure your sack butt is clean and dry. Yes. And well-tuned. I or at say. least just open up the spit valve. Yes. And Make uh, sure your sack butt spit valve is nice and clean. <laughs> not full. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I started out in college as a music ed major. I was a marching band geek. So, of course, this is stuff I have up my sleeves. <laughs> sack butt. Yes. You know. <laughs> See, even Andy... Is understands the fun of saying sack butt oh no yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna call somebody a sack butt by the end of the day i'm determined <laughs> yes yes uh so Je jesse did you see my offer being a music person about the mashup service what do you think about that most people are just like what the fuck are you talking about Fink? like does that appeal to you at all is that something that would uh well, it was like I was saying the other day, you know, taking two artists that are like a completely opposite end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. you know, like say ABBA and Nirvana mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. Cole Porter and uh, Pearl Jam, you know, That's and just, bad. you know, just. This is, this is what I'm, this is what I'm asking you to find from the list and request to me. Because you never know when you could come up with something absolutely golden. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Hey, and, and that's what that game's all about. And that, that's the thing is I will, I will, as an offer of a service here now, if you have an idea, I will shake it out. I will put it through my little <laughs> insane rock tumbler brain and find the best little gem and bring it to the show because I feel like I now have legal permission. Ooh. <laughs> As legit proof that sometimes taking two things opposite ends of the spectrum, throwing them together, and it coming out good. May I hold up? Bing Crosby plug and, and David Twiner? Bowie. <laughs> hold up, what? Just sorry. As an example, as an example of uh -huh. you know the it going well, Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing the piece on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. Oh, I'm oh, with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you want to talk about great disparate? that those two voices would have sounded so beautiful together. Yet they're oh, yeah. completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh yeah. I will I will take you one further and give you two full albums of uh, disparate performers to listen mm. to. And each of these albums, I will say one third to one half of the songs on each album are gold. Mm. All right. So album one, Jazzmatazz. Ooh, guru from Gangstar with yep. different different jazz people. Nice. Really, really good. So good that the first one spawned uh, like three sequels. Um, who's, who's this guru that you're talking of? There was a hip hop group called ja uh, Gangstar. Okay. Do you, Do you remember Gangstar? Are you Do you, no. Are you hip hop knowledgeable at all? Okay. Well, no. anyway. Uh, Jazzmatazz um, was a compilation album series that he produced. And I mean, if you don't like hip hop and rapping over stuff, then you're not going to like it. But um, I think it's, it was foundational for me as far as learning about what was good music and, you know, how music can interact that doesn't match quite sometimes. Yep. Um, the other one, if you really like hard, this might be a little more Eddie Pence territory, um, is the soundtrack to Judgment Night. What? Do you remember that movie? Whoa. No, I do not. Okay, Judgment Night was a movie back in the 90s with Dennis Leary, and um, it was garbage. 
it was terrible it was about like these these guys it was almost like wild hogs but they're all in an rv and then they get stuck somewhere in a bad neighborhood kind of thing Ooh. it was garbage movie from the 90s you don't yeah imagine that it. shocking uh, not yes. only that a garbage movie from the 90s that had a fantastic soundtrack hmm. who would have known wow. right my point being that every every song on that album is like a heavy metalish group and a hip-hop group together and i'd say um i'd say half of those songs are really really good because there's like oh. yeah um like uh, de la soul and teenage fan club together um there's uh let me see uh where are some other ones i'm trying to remember off the top of my head yeah i can't remember a bunch, but they're so good bands are going to be lost on me Oh, see, this is why I'm here, man. I'm just trying to hear expand that musical okay. horizon. Well, I mean, I don't want you know. Let, let's just put it this way: if it's not Renaissance music, you're not interested. Let me actually, guess. No. All right. No. Um, actually, <laughs> thanks to a few weeks ago, all three of my top favorite bands all have at least one dead member. So. Uh, I mean, what? Who died recently? I'm so sorry. Uh, the first Taylor one is the Beatles. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. For thank you, Jody, for you oh know, there you go talking about. That's, but yeah, for yeah, yeah. Number one is the sure. Beatles. Mm -hmm. Half of them are gone. Mm -hmm. Queen. You can't have Queen without Freddie. I'm sorry. That's right. just not even. No, I, yeah. And uh, number three, as Jody referred, the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Although but on the thanks. Queen note, what's his make is make what's his face is making a valiant effort. The guy from uh, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert, San yeah. Diego guy, by the way. I, I, oh, cool. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm just. I'm not saying, saying he's bad either. I'm saying he's making a valiant effort. He's not Freddie Mercury, but he's making a pretty good. Nobody effort. can he's be Freddie. Solid. Okay. No, yeah. I will. And the thing is, I think the problem with that is that the bar was set so high with the guy that stepped in for Journey because the guy oh. that stepped in for Journey oh, was. Yeah spot perfect on. spot on yeah, it was ridiculous barely, I mean, you can hardly it really takes a lot of work to tell the difference between steve perry and the new guy from journey wait right <laughs> which i feel like i should know his name and i apologize that that's I don't, that's yeah. gotta suck that i'm like yeah i guess i'm the new guy from journey i'm, I'm you're never yeah. not gonna be steve perry so. hi i'm not steve perry <laughs> hi hi everybody i'm not steve perry Hey. Um, I feel like uh, Muse uh, definitely also scratches that uh, that kind of Freddie Mercury ish itch too. Like if you listen to his voice, I'm like, oh, that kind of like hmm. takes that kind of same feel. So um, definitely super impressed by that for sure. Well, if you really like, go I mean, ahead. like I was 11 when Freddie died, so I mean, I grew up. I mean, in my book, nobody can touch Freddie. Absolutely mm. nobody. There's oh just yeah. It's impossible. He was, you know, lightning in a bottle. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He had a very unique, and that was the cool thing about him is he had such a unique set of circumstances, plus this amazing talent on top of it. Yeah. It's going to be very, very hard for someone like him to come along again. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very true. I'm just thankful, though, that I was able to at least see the Foo Fighters once live. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. That's the same way I feel about John Lee Hooker. I saw him like a couple of years before he passed, um, and because it was amazing. I mean, there was no way I was ever going to be able to see the Beatles or Queen alive. Right. You know, I, I was five weeks old, literally, because I looked at the calendar. I was literally five weeks old when John Lennon was shot and killed. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and again, yeah. like I said, it was about a month after my eleventh birthday when Friday died. You know, so there was nowhere in God's green hill I was ever going to see them either of them live. So. Well, I we, do have to sit. Go ahead, Andy. We just need to have all the famous musicians and really good ones just stop passing away for a little while. Yeah, I break break. I take a break, yeah. please. It's yeah. kind of hitting me really hard right now. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, ugh. yeah. Um, but it also reminds me to you know kind of expand and find new and awesome stuff to listen to and realize that wanna. you know there's. <laughs> but you gotta because life goes on and there's other things and there's a big world out there and you know it's you know it, speaking you... of newer talent yes there the group that i saw open for the foo fighters back in 2018 was it these guys yep <laughs> oh, we're no. singing to the foo fighters da, 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 da. oh sorry no the, no, the band <laughs> 
Arkansas opened for the Foo Fighters, which a band called the Struts, and they're a British import. Uh-huh. And the holy shit, them. they sound like Penny. Oh, really? Cool. All right, nice. I'll check them out. The Struts. Uh, I always like to put a good word. I got to get rid of these guys. Uh, yeah. I got to. I always like to put a good word in for uh, Lake Street Dive and Andy's oh, yes. a fan too. They are fan fucking tastic, and their lyrics are amazing. And the vocalist is oh man, just yeah, check them. She's out. good. The drummer is incredible too. Like I'm always just blown away by hit by their drummer as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I like them because it's simple. Because they do. If you go onto YouTube, you can find a lot of their live performances where they're just performing like in the corner of a barn or like on a sidewalk somewhere. Right. Yeah. And you can tell that they don't need a lot of extra like digital remastering help. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Um, They're, they're just that time. And it's because they started as session musicians, just traveling together from gig to gig. And they're like, finally like, well, why don't we start doing our own shit? Oh yeah. We're, we're seeing them in uh, July or something. Oh shit. Yeah. They're coming up, they're coming up to Portland. So I'm super excited. That's awesome. Hey, Hey, well, listen folks, uh, it's about that time y'all. It's about time for a hard out. When it, when Andy's coming down for lunch, we can have a fink squared meet and greet we will definitely definitely do that definitely do that yeah we'll keep people posted for that and uh stay tuned for the uh fink show zoom uh this saturday 4 p.m pacific let's uh we can get andy in there and he can kind of i'll see i got an event going on that day too so i might just make a quick appear oh yeah yeah. cameo oh uh, listen to this fancy guy all right well we'll we'll see if we can make some time for you then we'll see we'll see oh yeah. yeah um but in the meantime uh yeah man we'll get you back thanks for coming on stay tuned tomorrow queen j friday who knows what queen j's got planned i i'm sure uh there's always wackiness please tell me there's coke bottles involved oh no ah andy 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 take a lap right now (laughs) you've been so good all morning i know i'm gonna have to sit in my corner that's right (laughs) all right my loves i will see y'all tomorrow thanks everybody Later, potatoes. Ah, no, not that. <laughs> ah, <laughs>